Welcome team. Now Hannah, I always call the listeners a team because you know how I work with a team of athletes. I try to inspire them by exposing them to people that are at the top of their game. So by introducing Hannah Southwell, you are at the top of your game in my opinion, but also with so much more to come. And I know if I treat team of listeners the way I want to treat them, which is I always ask, how can this help them? So I'm, we're going to chat, we're going to have nothing scripted, but I just know the authentic you will somehow help someone else. So thanks so much for chatting with me. Uh, can I just introduce you by, I am in awe that you have played professional sport in three different sports, and how old are you? 23. You're 23. So if the listeners don't know you yet, they will. You've played <laughs> professional soccer at yep. 17, is that right? Yep. At 17, as a goalkeeper? Goalkeeper, yep. You've played for your country, rugby sevens, is this right? Yep. Yep. You've played NRLW and won premierships, yep. Yep. And you've been recruited as the head, rec the superstar recruit. <laughs> For a town, your local town of Newcastle, as their captain, and yep. you're 23. So, like I said, Hannah is at the top of her game, but at 23, still so much more to come. I love when I reached out to you, Hannah. You said, "Let's do it where you grew up." So, we're sitting in front of the Katara Bears. It looks like the equipment shed, is it? Yep, yeah, equipment shed. It's been here for years. Yeah, could you take me back then? How how you grew up? and we might go into who influenced you along the way to where you are which is it's an incredible journey already so you grew up around here yeah so i grew up around here we grew up i grew up in adamstown um mum and dad just wanted to put me in a sport and the closest thing they thought was ballet um so gave that a crack i was woeful at it i had no rhythm nothing compared to jesse there's just nothing there my brother was better than me at it um, and then obviously mum and dad took me out of that pretty fast and put my, the, both my brother and I into rugby league and yeah, this was the closest club. Um, dad put us in, I think it was under fives at the time. And yeah, didn't expect much. He just, he threw me in with the boys, which was a bit daunting. Um, but back then I had a bit of a bob cut, so the boys didn't even know I was a girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we looked like twins, my brother and I. And yeah, kind of just went from there. It, we just, we loved, I loved it, he loved it. He actually got, um, my brother got juvenile arthritis, which was really random, um, but he had to stop playing, but I just, I kept going. I think it was till 11, uh, the girls had to stop, which was pretty devastating for me. Um, I, I loved rugby league and loved playing with the boys, but yeah, unfortunately I had to stop. There was no pathway back then. Um, and yeah, I had to jump to the closest thing for me, which was football. Um, I wasn't very good with my feet, so I became a bit of a, a goalkeeper. I wasn't great at it at all, um, but it was sport and I enjoyed it. And um, yeah, kind of just progressed from there. Got picked up in like the Newcastle Jets Academy. Uh, I think it was Northern New South Wales back at back in those days. And um, yeah, just progressed through the ranks. Got picked up with the young Matildas and was in the Matilda squad for a little bit. And that was really good. It's a bit of an eye opener. It was my first taste of like professional sport and a professional environment. Um, and then I just, it wasn't for me, I wasn't a born football player, I was sort of manufactured into becoming alright at it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the whole Rugby Sevens just blew up. Um, I remember watching the Olympics on TV 
and thought that's something that I want to do and be a part of. So I gave away football um, and then jumped over to, to Rugby Sevens. I was contracted. I actually sorry, played with the New South Wales team and didn't really expect anything and then got a call from the coach at the time and said we would like to contract you to the program and that was straight after Olympics. And yeah, I was in that program for about 10 months I think it was. Um, and again, that was really good for me to see another professional environment. It was very different to football, um, but it was good to see. Uh, I learned a lot about myself um, and then yeah, stopped um, and then was picked up with the Dragons for the first NRLW season, 2018. My God, what a journey that yep. I, I'm listening because I have to revisit some of the stuff you said. Yep. But it's so good. It's so yeah. well done, by the way. Thank you. It's so good. Since then, I have had a little bit to do with you. We've had some one-on-one -on -one chats and time and bits to do with you in your the back, like where you are now. And one thing that clearly comes to mind, my first impression of you was how focused, how, I still have a text message you sent me, you went home and you wrote stuff on your wall that you want to be the best, the very best. You don't just want to be, you want to be the best. And I love that. You also on that picture on your wall, you wrote to me, never lose the nine year old in you, which is a, fa a favorite line of mine that I'd like to encourage people to never lose the, the fun. But you have this determination bit that we need to go back in there. You, you said you were manufactured. It's, you can't just manufacture anybody. You must have had something that, you must be very coachable, very teachable, like someone manufactured you. But what is it about you and your attitude to being manufactured, I guess? Like you made it to the top of the game as a 17 year old goalkeeper. How did you get manufactured? What is, where, where did that come from? Did it come from your dad at five years old when he threw you in with the boys? Like, did it come from school or people you looked up to? Where, where did that come from? Because you are amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I look, I don't know. I think I don't like to lose. I'm a bad loser. Um, so I think there's a bit of that in there. Um, but also, like you said, dad, dad was, he always would strive to be the best. And it wasn't a bad thing, it was just that's how he was wired. And why not try and be the best? Why not try and be like be better, be a better self? Um, so he, he was a huge influence for me and I'm very grateful for, for what he's done. Um, because if it wasn't for him, I would have just not given up, but not pushed as hard. So okay. he, he, yeah, he was always in my corner. He'd drive me to trainings. We'd always, on the way to training, talk about what I can do better and then he'd watch, he'd actually watch me train. He'd go do work, like bring his laptop, do work, but he'd watch me train and watch. He had no idea about football. He hadn't grown up watching football, absolutely no idea, but he just watched and he loved watching his daughters play sport. So yeah, he, um, he was a huge influence for me, as as well mum, but um, yeah, dad, he was okay. a pusher, he pushed. Oh, well, I dare say, I could be wrong. I've never met your father, I'd like to meet him. Um... I dare say, if he didn't grow up knowing that sport or didn't know that sport, I dare say he encouraged things like work ethic, effort, being coachable, listening, fundamentals, I dare say he values, because I've seen your fundamental skills. Yeah, that's interesting. I always like asking that question. Uh, I wonder how nervous your parents were throwing you into <laughs> rugby league to start with, because I've seen it with young girls, but... Uh, they're girls, they love it. Mm. They love, like you had, you said you were devastated when you had to stop at 11 
where now girls have an opportunity to play all the way through, you must be happy to, to know that, that that's happening in the game. Yeah, it's unreal. Um, Jessie, she had the full pathway, so to see there's actually a pathway there for the girls is unreal, and I, I wish I had that. I really do. Okay. Yeah. You I mentioned really Jessie. We hadn't mentioned Jessie yet. You kind of did there. You said your sister was better than you at ballet. <laughs> Jessie <laughs> Southwell, your sister, who you now get to play with, yeah. who's, who's also done pretty incredible things. Um, she's played for Australia Rugby Sevens, yep. and now she's playing NRLW. Um, what was it like growing up with her? Like, you're a, what would you be, six years older than her? Six, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it was very different. We didn't, we got along, but we definitely didn't get along as well as we do now. Uh, I think it was just an age thing. Um, so she would come to all my sporty events. She would be there in the corner. We used to, we joked around. She had this little spindly Kurt Cobain hair yeah. and she'd just run around like a maniac. Yeah. So yeah. that's just her and she's still like that now. Um, but yeah, she'd, she'd always come to all sporty events and I think the best thing for her was coming to those things and just watching different sports and picking up different mechanics because I think playing different codes really helps. Like it's helped me instrumentally in playing rugby league playing yeah, football okay. so she watched it all like I used to play softball used to play cricket used to play everything and um yeah so she watched it all and then she got to an age I think it was 12 and that was a similar time when I sort of had to stop playing so many sports yeah. and I said to dad I said she's going to be something else but I think she should play either Oztag touch or rugby league just to better her career because you've got the pathway now so yeah, why not yeah. why don't waste your time playing cricket or don't waste your time doing other things like really commit to it so yeah she's she's something else and she was always there in my corner and growing up with her um yeah we always got along not, not at the start like I said but now and and playing with her and, and training we always get along and it's always a good laugh and we're just both completely different personalities like I'm pretty placid and just chill unless I'm playing football rugby league um but she's just a maniac energy on the go all the time and that's how she plays as well that's how she plays yeah her personality comes out in how she plays. Your personality comes out in how you play. You're very calm, very chilled, but like you said, there is a something when you play, <laughs> yep. um, which we probably should go back to, um, which probably brings me to your leadership, actually. Um, but yeah, that's a fascinating story about your sister, and how did that feel for you to play with her on her debut? It's very, you can't really explain it. It was very special. I remember I got the ball and I, I was going to kick off and I think we either decided that day or the day before that she was going to do it and I wanted her to do it and I remember handing her the ball and I, I couldn't cry but it was something that was very special. I didn't realise there was actually footage of it now so um, yeah look to watch her score and have a ripper debut unfortunately I did get injured but it, it was not, I could never explain what I went through watching her play. It's something that I'll never forget. I love that. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about that. Um, and unfortunately, you, you had a serious injury, which you're recovering from now. Yep. Which, again, we, we might even go there. That's There'll be athletes listening that go through the ups and downs as well, um, similar to what you're doing. So you had such a special moment, such a family, priceless little moment that you'll never forget. And then you had a shattering injury that... Yeah. Ended the season, but a fascinating season. You were the captain of the team and contributed to that team. Ronald Griffiths, the coach, still tells me about how much you contributed to that team. 
So I probably should just go straight to the leadership topic. Do you, have you developed your leadership? Are you developing it? Did, did you think you were going to be a leader? Is it just natural? What's your take on this? It's a bit of a fad word, but it's, mm. a, it's a massive worldwide industry is leadership. That's why people are watching this. Yeah. Um, you're 23, so there's still a long way to go, but how did this leadership role come about and what made you want to do this? Yeah, look, I, I didn't come to the club to be a leader. That was never, I didn't, wasn't offered come to the Newcastle Knights to be the captain. Um, I just wanted to come home. I wanted to play at home, I wanted to play with my sister. So yeah, that was never really a goal of mine. Um, but when Ron, I think we are just at a cafe, he said, look, I'd like you to be um, the captain of the side alongside Millie. I was like, oh, wow, that's huge. Like I didn't expect that at all. Um, but I was really honored and I'm forever grateful to him for giving me that opportunity. So yeah, I'd, I hadn't really, um, I'd captained the Roosters side um, for two games the previous year. Um, and there were two games we lost, but that's all right. Um, you ended up winning the competition. We did, we yeah, did, yeah. we did, so. That's I part just, of the journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had, um, yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, I just, I hadn't really done a lot of captaining before. Um, ever really so I was a bit out of my depth with it all um, but I learn along the way and I know I've got a lot to learn still uh, I talked to Ron about it and, and he wants to build me into um, a long-term leader at the club so again I'm really grateful for him to for giving me that opportunity and, and believing in me especially in the future um, but to captain alongside Millie that was something pretty special we've known each other for a while uh, I think we're both it's a bit of yin and yang I'm a bit bit of a psycho and she's very calm and, and placid so I think we work well together um, and I've got to learn to not not lose it but be a little bit more like Millie in certain aspects yep. um, but I think sometimes a team needs that um, I think you can't always just be the nice guy or be everyone's best friend um, so yeah look I'm learning I, I'm a bit out of water with it all but I've really enjoyed it. Um, I've enjoyed having a few of the young girls come up to me and, and ask me questions about footy and life. And um, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting journey. Well, you, you've just written your own leadership book. It's very important for there's people out there. Seriously, there's there's CEOs of big companies watch and listen to this, and they're also on a journey. Like no one is an expert at this, but what they the good leaders recognise is. You do need the yin and the yang. You do need people that complement each other. So it's very special what you and Millie have. You both complement each other in other ways. You're very calm, but then you also, you can be assertive when you need to be. Um, the players know that you love them. In particular, one's your own sister, but you try to build them up. But you did say you can be, what did you describe yourself then? Like when you, like. Oh, I don't even know you, now, you what did just, I say? You can be very hard. Yeah. We have to go to that story. <laughs> we have to go to the play the ball story. Oh. So for the listeners, there's a fundamental skill. If you don't watch rugby league, but you're still listening to this, there is a fundamental skill of playing the ball. Yeah. Where there's a position that then has to pick the ball up, a dummy half, and pass the ball. Very simple if you don't watch rugby league. But you get tackled, you have to play the ball. Tell This story is going to go down as a famous Newcastle Knights moment 
By the way, you ended up winning the competition with the best fundamentals in the game. Yeah. So you, you already won a competition with another club. You come and captain another team. You unfortunately couldn't play, but you contributed massive. And this is only one little story. The story I've been told. I saw you in action some nights when if you see someone cut a corner, you are on. I've seen yep. steam come out of your ears like that. You do not tolerate shortcuts, which I love, because they will bite you on the ass at some stage. Yeah. Um, but I actually wasn't there, this play the ball moment. A couple of girls played the ball incorrectly, a bit sloppy, not focusing too much on the fundamentals. The story I got told is you basically <laughs> said, if you can't do this, get out of here. And you used other language, but yeah. you said, you do not belong in my team if you can't get the fundamentals right. Get out of here. If you want to talk about your version of that story. Yeah. Um, look, Are so we allowed to throw the F-bombs? There was a few? Yep. We might there just... There was a few. Be we'll beep them out. Yeah, here we'll we go. So we were in pre-season. It was a Saturday morning. Um, it was early, so there's a few people not looking great already. Um, but we had to switch on. It's it's what you sign up for. Um, so we had a little a little game at the end of the session, and unfortunately, I think Liv, our hooker, was um, either injured or maybe on the other side. And um, I jumped in at hooker, and look, it wasn't pretty, and I couldn't throw a good left to right to save my life. But I thought, why not? And <laughs> It was tackle, it was contact, and a few of the girls took the ball, like took a hit up, and then just didn't care about playing the ball. And I let it go, and I let it go, and then there was one where I had to jump in at hooker, pick the ball up, and I got absolutely sideswiped by Yasmin. And she's, she wouldn't care me saying this, but she's a psycho at the best of times. So that one hurt me a fair bit, and I got up, and I said, if you can't play the ball properly get the f out and I brought <laughs> I brought everyone in and just had a little blow up and there was a few girls that were smiling and I looked around and I said I'm serious if you can't play the ball properly get out and it went silent everyone was silent I love it well, well Ronan told me that story and I was like oh my god the men's teams need this like, like this is it is the fundamental that yeah. if you don't get right, it affects the next person. That affects your past. That affects their catch. That, it exactly. affects everything. It is the fundamental, uh, most basic of things. Now, in the listeners out there are in different industries, but they also have their fundamentals that they, they cannot tolerate shortcuts on. So yeah. I love that story. I love that story. Yeah. Um, never change. Yeah. Never change. <laughs> Leaders will, honestly, if I was starting a new franchise... You are head on the top of the list to recruit because leadership, when it comes from the players, is so powerful. Uh, the best teams, the best teams have the best leaders from the playing group. They own it, and you definitely did. And it's no coincidence you've been in two premiership winning teams already. Is there is there any specific like coaches or or teachers or is there a little? little quote someone's given you along the way that's stuck with you that you feel has influenced you or like if you could go and thank someone now to this camera like who yeah. comes to mind look it would have to be cliche but mum and dad yeah it would have to be um they've always been in my corner no matter what um 
yeah, I, I, could, I can't thank them enough and I do need to tell them more. They, they've driven me everywhere. They've, they've driven me all across the country to play sport, even if I didn't want to, um, because they knew it was good for me. So it, it would have to be mum and dad. Mum's um, been huge, like she's not a massive sport head and she's the first one to admit that, but she wants to know, she wants to know her kids, she wants to know what we love, she just loves it. She loves being involved um, in her kids' lives and, and she's been huge for me as well, so I can't thank them both enough for what they've done. Yeah. Um, but I guess a bit of a quote, it'd have to be what, when I listened to your podcast, it would have to be that. That stuck with me for a long time and I put it up, like you said, I put it up on my board and unfortunately I couldn't do that this year, but I don't know, I think going forward that's something that I want the other girls to think about, like, why did you start playing sport? Like, remember back to when you were nine years old, like, don't lose that, don't get caught up in the whole ego of it, don't, I don't know, don't have an ego when you play sport, just remember why you started playing. And I think, she wouldn't care me saying this either, but Tamika, I feel like watching her now compared to when she was playing in previous years, she looks like she's playing because she loves it, like she's really enjoying it. And I know Jessie plays the same. They just love the game. They just yeah. love it. And they're not caught up in the crap. Yeah. And I just love that about them both. That's so good. i tell you what was so good then. You said you listened to the podcast. What's been your favourite episode? It would have to be the Wayne Bennett one. I've never met him, um, but I listened to that and I just thought, wow, that would, that's a special human. That's, I would love to just spend a minute talking to him and, and just picking apart his brain because that was unbelievable. Just the stories he had and the way he spoke, he just commands the room. I, I did listen to him speak um, at like a prezzo, I think it was actually the, the Dallium's for us um, at the start of the year with the girls and he just, he spoke and everyone listened. There was not, it was just quiet. Yeah. He's a great, great talker, great speaker. So yeah, I'd love to meet him one day in the flesh. So if you haven't listened to the episode, the Wayne Bennett one. Yep. You said you liked the Nathan Cleary one. Very similar to Nathan Cleary now I think back. He, he played soccer until did he was 12. He, um, oh, he did say that. He did multiple sports. He is very calm, very steely as well. Um, he's not a, a bubbly like, you know how you've got Millie. Yeah. He's got Jerome, you know, like yep. they're, they're different very very focused very diligent very professional will not tolerate a shortcut he's well known as being a real student of the game and putting in so much preparation hours of time but yeah you've just said it he actually does that because he loves it yeah like there's it's not a chore yeah you know so um, let me tell you jerome lua never loses the nine-year-old yeah <laughs> you no. know like they love they love it you know um so that's, that's, that's really cool that you listened yeah. to those episodes, um, which probably brings me to, let's go to a little sponsor of the show, shall we? <laughs> You've mentioned fundamentals. The show today is brought to you by Catch Pro Bands, which we will go into, helps you get an early catch. Now there's so many fundamentals, you just blew one of your teammates up for not playing the ball properly. Yeah. But what does an early catch mean to you? Like how many times in all your sports, whether it be cricket, <laughs> did you ever play netball? Never. Never played Never netball, played netball. But I'm pretty sure they did. Goalkeeping? Goalkeeping, yep. Show me your hands for goalkeeping. I think they were like that. Like that, yep. yeah. Uh, if you're receiving a pass, 
from your sister, where do you want it to go? Out in front, straight to my hands. Straight to your hands. If your sister contributes to a try in the corner, but she catches it poorly and wastes half a second, and then that person doesn't score by half a second, I dare say your dad, who's yeah. big on fundamentals, <laughs> would say, catch that ball early, yep. it's half a second. So, this is actually such a good sponsor great, of the yeah. show. Put those on for a second. Show me your goalkeeping hands. Or if I'm your sister and I'm passing you the ball, how you want to catch it? Early. Wow. <laughs> this is the best sponsorship ever. <laughs> We've never done such a live organic um, sponsorship, have we? Aaron? No. Okay. Anyway, catch pro bands. Um, in all seriousness. Yeah, I need some. If I see a coach using them, I go, he cares about fundamentals. Yeah. So all the best coaches I've ever worked with, including Wayne, I learned so much in different areas, whether it be physical, mental, or the craft, or the leadership, or the culture, whatever, but the actual craft, the skill, the fundamentals, out of all the best coaches I've ever worked with, every single one of them will say, early catch, best catch, every yeah. single one of them. Yeah. So in my, my personal vision, and you know how I work, I'm about trying to assist people or help people or inspire people. Um, no matter what I do, I'm trying to help people. This is actually like so organically a good sponsor yeah. because it's gonna help people. So for me, uh, I wanna thank Catch Pro Bands. For you, Ronald's already ordered a set of those, so yep. you'll be using them in pre-season. Unreal. Anyway. Uh, yeah, if I see a coach using them, they care about fundamentals. If I see a player on a photo, I go, well, they care about fundamentals. I think of pros like you who care about fundamentals. There you go. There's a little ad break. Unreal. Hannah, what do you think is possible now for you? Like, you've done so much. If we could set a little vision right now, like, what is possible in your career? What, what can you see? Yeah, look, I haven't really delved into it myself, um, especially after the injury, I've just taken a bit of time to relax and get back to, I don't know, just chilling out to be honest. But I think once I start doing my rehab and, and getting stuck back into it, I think in the future, I just want to, to be honest, I just want to win as many premierships as I can with my hometown. That's That's been my goal, that was my goal when I signed um, here in Newcastle. So to do that with your little sister, and your best friends around you is something that you can only dream of. So I think that's a bit of a goal for me. And then whatever happens um, after that, like with representative footy, that's also a huge honour. But I just want to play, honestly, I just want to play good footy, enjoy it, whack a, whack a few people and just, yeah, play, play footy. Okay. That's funny, whack a few people. You obviously <laughs> enjoy, you obviously enjoy the physical side of this game. And the representative footy, we didn't even go there with a state of origin. And uh, obviously there'll be some future representative honours for you, your country, the whole bit. But um, yeah, you said win premierships. But if you had to break it down, first of all, what could get in the way? What do you think could get in the way of seeing this come to life? I think we've built a really good culture here this year. It's like I said to Ron the other day in a meeting, I've never in all my sporting 
Code's career, I've never seen anything like this, this group of girls. You've got a really special thing here. And he, he knew that and he agreed. But I really meant it. Like I've been involved in a lot of sport and a lot of shit. And this is the best one I've ever seen. And we just, we just get along. We, like, we all just get along like a house on fire and it's so weird. I've, we could talk to each other about anything. Like I've got um, half the squad coming over to my house all the time and it's just, it's not weird, it's not uncomfortable, it's not awkward, it's just we get along really, really well. And I've never had that at previous clubs. Obviously, I was living here and, and traveling, but I've never had that before. And it's just something really, really special. So to answer your question, I think if we lose that culture or if we don't, respect it or just take it for granted, that's I think gonna get in the way. So we just can't let that happen. Having respect for each other and just making sure no one steps over the line. There's no there's no We just don't deal with it. And I think that was a big thing from the start. Like I know I am a bit of a hard ass, but the girls knew where they stood. So they didn't cross a line or they didn't go too far and we can have fun while we did it. I love that. I love the fact that when we've talked about, yeah, there's trophies, right? But if you take care of that, the trophies will be the byproduct. Yeah. And, and you get that. You're leading that at 23. Like there's little nuggets of gold there that there's leaders out there that should be having people over their house for dinner like you are. Or I dare say parties as well. Yeah. You know, like it's, you mentioned the word respect. So there's, you know, there's people out there that are really into learning about this culture space. Culture is just a word. Mm. It's just, a, it's a, the culture is actually what you feel. Like you've just described what you feel is so special. Culture, you can feel it, you can hear it, you can see it, but you can, it's driven by values. That's how culture works. And you've just very organically said respect. You know, if respect is, is what drives everything you do and your team, so respect those fundamentals that you yep. just said before, or respect each other, or respect the game, um, respect the town that you just, it all just came out. Yeah. It just came out. Like there's, there's people buying books today on this stuff, but you're actually living it. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah, so it's, it's interesting that we went to what you can see happening, but you're smart enough to know if you take care of this, that'll happen. Yeah. And also, you made reference to, you can't just take it for granted, you have to keep working on it. Like, yeah, can we just talk to you forever on this? Yeah. We'll just do your own leadership show. Uh, but yeah, very, very special. So you see trophies but we're gonna take care of that. Respect is obviously a value. Is there anything else you really value about being part of a team? Yeah, I, I never bought into that stuff at previous teams or clubs. I never bought into culture. I never bought into any of it, to be honest. Yeah. And then I came here and I, not sat myself down, but I thought about it. I said, I wanna, we wanna build something special here. And we wanna build a dynasty for a very long time. So I thought, I'm never someone, like I said before, to have some people over at my house or to be really outgoing. That's just not me. But it's just sort of happened. And I think I genuinely enjoy the girls in our team, their company. I really do. And I'm interested in their lives. And I'll say firsthand, I've never given a in the past. I really haven't. But I really enjoy this group of girls. And I think 
that's what we've done here. We, we really enjoy each other's company and there's no egos. There's no egos, there's no trying to get ahead or bring another person down or any, any bullshit like that. And I think that is what we're built on. We're built on playing good footy. We're built on Newcastle. This is what Newcastle's about. We're built on playing good footy, having good friends for life, and just enjoying each other's company. That's honestly it. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks so much, Hannah. Seriously, like, you have messages there for parents. You have messages there for coaches. You have messages there for teachers. You have messages there for leaders, athletes. Like, yeah, that was so good. I've absolutely loved this chat. I've loved being a very small part of your career, a very small part. And even, I love the fact you listen to the podcast. So, um, yeah, thanks very much. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it.